Iowa everywhere. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Making Mems on the Iowa Everywhere Podcast Network. I am Adam Pedersen, joined, as always, by the lovely Jordan Bohannon. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I like how you always call me lovely. Like It just makes me feel so good inside. Well, you are. You do when yeah. athletes have it all, the skills and the looks. Well, I'm not. I'm closing the yearbook. No, no more do you want to how you doing how was your weekend how you feeling how's life going it's good just one one foot at a time stepping stepping ahead that's that's what life's all about right are you staying in that is what life is all about um are you staying in the christmas spirit you know i am a big fan of christmas i know we've talked about this before i enjoy my christmas music so when i'm driving my car something about so we have a country station in eastern iowa 98.1 and they usually always work in some christmas music Mm -hmm. and i don't know why and whenever they do my mood just exceeds any it's just crazy what happens in my mood I love Christmas so much. I, I, I've been known to start Christmas music in late November. So if people that get mad about that, so be it. I'm just happier. Well, do you, are you one of those people that celebrate before Thanksgiving or after? Ooh, no. Got to wait till after Thanksgiving. Black Friday. As soon as Black Friday hits. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some friends who, and people I know who say once Halloween's over, it's at midnight, it's November 1st, it's Christmas season. Let's pump the brakes. Let's get through I, Thanksgiving first. Yep. I, I see. I am the same thing. Those people that. Well, first of all, the people that have Christmas lights up all year round, you guys are little, literally psychos, psychos, <laughs> psychos. <laughs> There's no need for that. No. Take your day of Christmas lights down. <laughs> are you that lazy? You can't take them down. Or do you like Christmas that much? Because if you like Christmas that much, that's one thing. Okay, I get it. Okay. Yeah. You're in the Christmas spirit 24-7. A little weird, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> but if if you're just not in the Christmas spirit, you're too lazy, take the damn lights down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pop out your bunk bed, take your glasses off, and take the damn lights off. Yep. Not hard. Um, I got my Frosty the Snowman hat going on here. That yeah. I, I like to wear it for our, our youth group uh, white elephant Christmas party at, at church. So I thought I'd throw it on this morning to Yankee stay in the swap. Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah. We do a little Yankee swap. <laughs> Bro, guess what I got this year? I got two Joe Nathan, who's the greatest closer of all time for the Minnesota Twins, two Joe Nathan bobblehead dolls. Wait, are you supposed I, to say this yet? What? Haven't you not done it yet? Yeah, we've already done it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. aren't you like ruining the surprise? No, this is what I received from the random gift oh, I got. Okay, okay. Two Joe Nathan bobblehead dolls. I was over the moon. People thought I was weird because I was so excited about this, but I love the Minnesota Twins with a passion. And to get two Joe Nathan bobblehead dolls at a rural Iowa church Christmas party was, it made me ecstatic. Ecstatic. I didn't know you're a big Twins fan. Massive. I like I the Twins. That. No offense. I do like the Twins probably more than the Hawks, and I love the Hawks. But well, the Twins okay. are my passion with sports. 
I haven't. Okay, so baseball is a weird. It's a weird sport for me. Yeah, I used to. I was a big baseball player. I grew up playing it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I could never watch the damn sport. I respect the hell of it. That don't. I'm. Mean, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just. I don't know. For whatever reason, I can never sit down and watch a baseball game. Yeah, I think the majority of Americans are like you. You, it is a very regional sport, and if you don't have a team that you love, it's not going to just get the casual sports fan. And the numbers reflect that. Like the numbers for NFL and NBA are far above MLB. I, 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 I will say this. I think it would be really fun to go during like a weekday, like in the middle of the war, a, a, a work week. Mm-hmm. when the crowd there's probably no one there in the games i think that would be fun i i would i would i would like to do that but yes sir man i don't know if i could sit like through a weekend game no all right next summer we're going we'll make a video we'll do some content we'll do something while we're there let's go to a twins game on like a, a wednesday i i did I, i'm down for that i did i don't know this is making me remember my childhood for a second i went to <laughs> we're in san francisco um what, what year was it oh i don't know i'd have to look it up it's when barry bonds got inducted into um the hall of fame or whatever mm-hmm. um in san francisco mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it was he's not in the baseball hall of fame right no probably yeah. never will be yeah that's why i figure i think it was for the giants hall of fame if i okay. remember correctly um or was it is that a thing am i just yeah saying? no he's probably in the giants hall of fame okay for okay. sure so that's what it wasn't yep. um so he was at the game and i don't remember what team i can't remember what team they're playing but we're sitting in right field probably i don't know seven rows from the wall so okay. a really good chance for a home run that was hitting the right field for us yes, sir. To, get, to get a ball possibly yep have the opportunity to but barry bonds gets inducted into the giants hall of fame and he's on the field he walks out i think it was just him that was inducted at the time so it was like a huge night like the place was packed Uh and whatnot and he walks out and he had a baseball in his hand so they do the introduction he talks for a second and then he walks out and the the door was out to right field so he's walking out towards us nice and it's me my dad, my brother Matt, Jason. I don't remember if my other brother Zach was there, but I know us four for sure. And Jason is the farthest right towards the right field uh, foul line where the mm-hmm. door is at, where Barry Bonds is walking. And he has a baseball in his hand. He signs it. Oh. And he chucks it into the right field towards us. Oh, come on. Tell me you got it. I am not joking you, dude. The ball lands. The very so it goes Jason, my dad, Matt, me, and I'm mm-hmm. the farthest left. The guy right next to my brother Jason caught the baseball. Ah! He had had, had number on signature and everything and on a baseball. And Man. my there, there's so a joke, close. there's a joke in our family because my dad saw the whole thing happen. He was like, My dad, my brother Matt, I didn't really know, I didn't see it. Be, uh happened beforehand but they did yeah. and jason was the same thing with me he like wasn't really paying attention and my my brother matt was like the one that was trying to go grab the ball 
And so there's a joke in our family now. He's like, Jace has never boxed out in his whole life, but he boxed out that night for the Barry Bonds ball to not get it. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. There's zero chance I'm not getting that ball if that's me. I, in social settings, the the competitive gene, I don't care what setting we're in, takes over. I'm probably laying that person out for the ball, and then they're mad at me all night long. Yeah. It was an, I don't, dude, I, I wish I would have like saw it happen beforehand, but... Yeah, the guy right next to us got the ball. We were like, oh, my gosh. When he walked in front of you guys, was it like a, a total eclipse was happening because his head is so big it blocked out the sun for two seconds? No. Are you talking about the guy that caught it? No, Bonds. You ever oh, see Bonds? that guy's head? It's like a watermelon. Oh, no. Is it? It's massive. He probably wears a size 9 fitted hat. Oh. He's, he's probably wearing a hat that night. <laughs> it, was, it was nighttime. So, uh, like, it was a nighttime. Good old Barry. Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, when I asked you about your weekend, uh, Saturday, I had like a full body shutdown. My body quit, said enough is enough. You haven't been sleeping enough. You haven't been taking care of me. I got like a murderous headache. Eyes were burning, could barely stay awake. And I fell asleep at my couch at like 3.30, slept till like 8, got up, went to bed. Are you one of those guys that take Advil or Tylenol when you have a headache? You pop one right away? Uh, sometimes. I did not this time. I knew that I just needed to sleep, and I just went to bed. Uh, I very rarely take Advil or Tylenol, but I had been doing turkey chores at 4 in the morning with a friend and then helping him work cattle, doing my own cattle podcast. That was just – I was wiped. And it made me think. You shared with me that you were – on a treadmill and you said you had a treadmill story and motivating yourself and taking care of yourself. And it relates to my story because I probably need to take better care of myself and try to sleep more, but you should share the story. Let's motivate Iowa everywhere nation right now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with me. I'm kind of like, I don't know how to put it. I know I call people psychos for the Christmas lights, but I'm a psycho when it comes to workouts (laughs) and I don't know what it is in me. The way I get motivation is me talking shit to myself. Oh, oh, so, I do that all the time too. People yeah. tell me it's not healthy. Yeah, I, I people say, tell me that all the time too. Don't but buy it. When I when I have like some thoughts creep in, so like I'm on the treadmill last night. I I just got a brief three three miles and nothing too absurd, but um, just a little maintenance last yep. night. It was a maintenance day, and I'm running a mile like I'm like two point two, and I was doing like a. It was like a six forty two pace. So good God. I would good. I would literally die. Literally die. <laughs> well, I'm really short and, and skinny, so I'm able to <laughs> run forever. But yeah, at, at certain points I get like some thoughts creep in, right? As anyone yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And the way I get through it, I don't listen to any I don't turn the TV on, I don't listen to any music. I want it, I want me and the treadmill, baby. That's all I want. I want mm-hmm. you and me. We're gonna do this damn thing. Wow, I can't believe you do that. I can't listen to myself breathe while working out and running. Yep, I do. I do the things that people don't want to do. Right? I uh, you are don't want to do that. Yeah. See, <laughs> so that's how I want it. I want. I want the opportunity to talk to the treadmill, and I want the opportunity to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call the treadmill every every name possible. I'm gonna call myself every name possible to make sure I'm not one of those people that I call. You know, you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Who's your daddy? You little conveyor exactly. belt biatch. <laughs> exactly. 
I know we we've sent we sent a bunch of snaps to uh, to each other all the time. Yep. It's so funny when you're in the weight room or when I'm in the treadmill after. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm all about bulking, and which is bad because I want to be skinnier. And the way I work out is not making me skinnier, just beefing me up even more. Um, hopefully, in the process, I'm burning some fat though. And you're the opposite. You're just you're just staying fit as a fiddle. Well, my thought is I'm not really playing basketball right now, so that's the other thing right like what the hell am i training i have those thoughts too like i'm on mile three i'm like what the hell am i doing like (laughs) mine's a mine's an ego thing like i i want to i want to let you i'm just going to be vulnerable here with people i want to go in public have people look at me and be like that guy is really strong i do not want to mess with him he looks like he could take a punch and i also if a fight breaks out and i have to defend myself or my family i want to be able to take out 10 people at once What's well, a confidence thing too when you're <laughs> when, when you're that fit? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that you do that. Uh, if you know the both of us do that, it is what it is. If people don't like it, um, too bad. We're not well, stopping. The worst part, Adam, is I'm not really training for anything, but I still I'm still engraved in my mind in my body. Like I can't stop at let's say I'm running for five miles. I'm, I'm not stopping at five. I can't because I am yep. so ingrained in my system. I'm going to do one more mile or one more tenth of a mile because I want to do one more than what someone else. I yep. it, it, And at the end of it, like I feel great, but I'm like, who am I being now here? <laughs> yeah, so you have to tell yourself. Like when I go to the gym, uh, I'll go to the gym a lot of times Sunday morning, five in the morning before we I get to church at seven because we practice uh, – for the worship band before our first church service. And I'll be in the gym like saying, yeah, that's what's up. I'm in here at five. All these other losers are still in bed. Everyone else didn't want to get up and make the sacrifice. I'm doing it. What's everyone else doing? You got to have, you got to find some motivation in there. Yeah. Well, I think that on a serious note, that's important too. Cause when you're able to do that, when, cause you know, no one else is wanting to do kind of that stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're able to kind of just do one thing, it's like making your bed. Like I make my bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now that starts your day off on the right now when you're able to build like those consecutive steps every single day i mean you know you you do it it's just mm-hmm. feel you, you feel way more accomplished throughout the day yes sir all right well we are i gotta mention we are coming to you live from the channel seed studios channel seed great partner of io everywhere um and I must say, my Channel Seed studio has some nice decor behind me, some high school jerseys, some Iowa jerseys. I see your Iowa jersey back behind you. I'm going to lean. Which way do I got to lean here? All right, what hand? These uh-huh. shorts right here. These shorts behind me. Can you see them? Yeah. Those are game-worn Kenyon Murray shorts. Wow. So the loins of those shorts produced a couple children. Pretty good at basketball. <laughs> And we need to talk about one of them. <laughs> These shorts, uh, what hid behind them, produced a man that dropped 47 points in an NBA game the other night. A former teammate of yours. Take the stage. What is it? What was it like playing with Keeg? Did you know that he was going to be successful in the NBA after playing with him? The man had himself a night the other night. Tell me, tell me about Keeg. Talk about that game, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I wasn't able to watch it, but just following it on social media. I think at this point, because people always ask this about it. Have you seen this comment? Did you see Keegan being an all star? Whenever whenever people ask me these questions, I'm not I'm not shocked by any means. Just because I saw how hard he worked in college, I think 
I think people are shocked from the outside because they just saw a kid from Cedar Rapids that was under recruited and, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was pretty good, but he, he would have been an okay player at Iowa and he, he became a phenomenal player at Iowa, one of the greatest to ever come through Iowa. And, um, even when he was through Iowa, I think a lot of people even thought, I don't know if he's going to make an NBA too. And I mean, he just continues to prove people wrong daily. And I think that's, that's a separator separation. I mean, we're talking about, you know, funny stories in the treadmill, like being motivated, but he's a guy that takes that to extreme too. And I, yeah. like personally, I saw that on a daily basis in college. So, you know, when anyone asked me, I'm not shocked at all because he was a guy that came in, he worked really hard. He didn't take any shit from anyone. He didn't, you know, get distracted by anything from the outside. And he just con- consistently made sure that he was going to be the best player he can be. So, I'm not shocked at all. Am I shocked he hit that many threes in a game? Yes. <laughs> in the NBA, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm happy for him, though. He deserves it because just because like, like what I was alluding to, he he's worked so hard in his life. And anytime, you know, I hate when people because they're, they're, I don't know, I'm not saying anyone from Iowa, but there are just people that even I know that probably played on a team. They're jealous of guys that are excelling mm-hmm. at a level they weren't able to do. There's, there's a lot of people out there, even like in any profession. I, I'm sure, I'm sure you see it every day too. People just get jealous of people. And yeah, you know, I, I think in a world today, like when you're able to see a kid that, that is that good of a kid who was raised the right way, who grew up the right way, worked really hard, is able to be successful. And he's an Iowa kid. How can you yes, not root for, for Poor guy like that. Even if you're an Iowa State fan or Drake fan, it doesn't matter. Just a kid that's living the dream that deserves praise from a lot of people, not jealousy. Right on. Yeah, man. I watched the highlights. His, it's his shot. It was like uh, I'm sure, like yeah, up close and personal. You watch it. The form, everything is just beautiful. But his, he doesn't look like just a pure like dead eye shooter when he shoots. His shot is a little unorthodox looking, but boy, it works. It works. And he's worked really hard on that. I mean, he wasn't the greatest shooter coming in college either. People sure. have to remember. He, I mean, he could shoot the ball, but by the time he left Iowa, he became elite shooter. And I think he proved that yeah. postseason play that last year too. Yeah. Um, I, I think I do need to point out, I, I'm not like some weird adult who went and bought these shorts behind me. I won them at an Iowa basketball camp when I was like 10 years old. I was the only person out of like 400 campers who knew – the grand finale trivia question. And so I got to have my pick of everything. And I chose Kenyon Murray's game worn shorts over a Jeff Settles game worn jersey. And then I got the Chris Kingsbury jersey hanging above the shorts. Is Chris Kingsbury, does that say triple X or is that double X? It says like double XL has like some old, uh, I don't know what it says. Coliseum sports. I don't know if that was like a sponsor back in the day or something. Wow. I've <laughs> a local Iowa City they're probably store. not in business anymore probably not <laughs> uh but yeah man when I growing up uh watching it's wild because J.R. Koch was my coach in that camp Kenyon Murray came and made an appearance Jess Settles came and helped Kingsbury was around and now all those guys kids except for Jess Settles of course have played or are playing for the Hawks or going to play for the Hawks it's kind of cool to see all the legacy kids coming back now which just means boy oh boy am i old i'm seeing all their kids come through now i know the day i see my nephews playing basketball at that at that age yes, i sir. let's hope for the hawks. yeah well 
I can only imagine when that happens. I might <laughs> I might be you, throwing out a lot of games. You and me are going to be sitting courtside. Courtney Green's going to be out there with a walker, <laughs> calling fouls on the next generation of Bohannons. I'm going to be on TV holding you back. <laughs> I know. Okay, this just fits in perfectly. The rough accountability <laughs> minute every single episode. How is this guy getting a Kentucky UNC game? I know, right? What are we doing? The they gave worst him the ref biggest it, game of the weekend. The biggest game of the season so far, some would argue. <laughs> Besides Purdue, Arizona, maybe he's refing oh. these games. What? I Hilarious. Mean, who is he talking to to get these games, and who is deciding this? <laughs> it blows my mind. A guy that has that much controversy around him, and he's getting he's getting these amount of basketball games. Doesn't make any sense to me. The man must be well connected. I don't know. I mean, or he's got dirt on the whole system, and he's just playing the game right now. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? That too. <laughs> oh man. Well, before uh, we are Terraplex Ag does sponsor us. Um, before we do an ag minute though, I want to get to some basketball talk, um, get into some of the meat of the episode, the, uh, the big reason a lot of people listen. First of all, I want to mention your brother, Matthew, his team, and my alma mater, the UNI Panthers. It's been a struggle this year. I don't know if Matt keeps up with them. They've blown, they're really talented. They've blown a lot of leads like big leads, double digit leads in second halves of games. One of the or one of those games was against North Carolina, and then they blew a lead against another team that's currently ranked where they're ahead by double digits. And they've got a lot of talent, but their second halves are just putrid. I can't figure it out, but uh hopefully they'll turn it around second half of the year. I don't we don't have to talk a ton about you and I, but they they are they are my alma mater. I do love the Panthers. Um it's been a bummer of a season to watch, but it is what it is. There, uh, I watched them play a little bit in the Thanksgiving tournament. It was Atlantis, right? That's where they're at. Yep, battle for Atlantis. Yeah, they're an odd team to me this year because they looked really good the first half of um, what was their first game? Uh, oh shoot, I'm completely. It wasn't blanking. North Carolina. It was against another blue blood. I can't remember who it was though, and they blew it. Yeah, they played really well in the first half. I uh it might have been North Carolina. Did they play North Carolina in the they played North Carolina? They were up by 20 something on them. Yeah, it wasn't the first half. That was the first half half of the first game. They're smoking them. Yeah. They're they're an odd team to me because you and I has a tendency to always play well in the big time games, and they look like a team that should be ranked. They've always had that feel to them even yep. back to when my brother Matt was playing Jacobson yep. just has the guys ready to play big time games and that I mean that's a special feat to have but mm-hmm. then they play teams that they just have no business losing to I yep. don't know why it is you and I has I mean I guess it was a little different compared to if I'm comparing it to Matt's days in the mm-hmm. early yeah they took care middle. of business then yeah I don't know. The, the, the teams as of recently, like they have really good teams. They just can't get the job done as, as of late. And it's absurd. Yeah, there's, there's not a lack of talent. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Bowen's really, really, really great player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he takes some wild shots at times, but he he's a really, yeah. really good player. Yep. Well, hopefully they can turn it around and uh, me and old Matthew will have something to cheer for. I will say though, when you and I, even in college, and he might not be able to understand this because it is my alma mater. I always did cheer for the Hawks, though, when they play the Panthers, and still do to this day. Going there didn't make me more of a Panther fan than a Hawk fan. 
it's funny like looking back on when I went to his games, like the Wells Fargo games, and he played against Iowa. Like I remember sitting in the parents in the family section um at Wells Fargo. And I remember you and I playing Iowa and I remember watching the game and you and I wins the, won the game, but during the game it was towards the end. And I vividly remember Margaret McCaffrey, bless her soul, on the other side of the court, diagonally from us in their family section, yeah. going crazy at the officials, and the <laughs> game was about to be over. And I'm sure it was a really poor called game, don't get yeah. me wrong, but we were so happy you and I was winning. So it's funny like how I transitioned to that side yeah. of things. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? Did you know at the time you were going to play for the Hawks? Were you already no, committed? No, 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 no. They weren't even really recruiting me. That was Matt's, I think when they beat Iowa, it was probably his sophomore, junior year. Okay. And then they beat Iowa State his senior year. Right on. Yeah. And you're sitting there watching being like, I want to go play for this, this yellow and this yellow and black team. And so this doesn't happen anymore. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be Iowa State because I remember Matt's senior year. I think it was when they played Iowa State in the Wells Fargo, and we had we were like right behind like um, famous sections. Usually, always right behind the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that game, since it was a doubleheader with you and I and Drake, they they put us like behind the bench technically, but the fans were in front of us on on that game. Sure. So we had an Iowa State guy in front of us. And I mean, he was probably like he was probably your age at the time, slick back hair and oh, some yeah. tattoos. I don't, I, I know, I remember him vividly. And <laughs> he was talking all this shit to us <laughs> the whole the whole game. And you know how our, our family is like we're not oh, yeah. we're not going to take shit from people. And we made it known after the game that when that when you and I beat Iowa State that this is a Panther State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I remember that game. I remember that game a lot. That was a good team. Like two really good teams. I would say it was really good that year. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Good times. Good times. I remember uh it's one just random memory. You're talking about your dad. You know, your dad played football at Iowa. He's he's uh he's no small fry, he's a big guy. And uh I through my a mutual friendship with a football player at you and I who was friends with uh some of the basketball players we would go in like get in line early with some of the basketball people's parents before this is when they played at the dome still and uh it was funny because you just look like see all these d1 athletes and they're just like great bodies they're all tall they're big and then i'm walking in with their dads all their dads are six 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 eight jacked i'm like gosh it's just it's just everyone it's just just the genes everyone's huge I, I mean, jealous. I got—I didn't get the genes from my parents, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, not. <laughs> All my brothers are six four, six four, six eight. I'm six one. <laughs> but you made the most of it, buddy. Yeah. If I was six four, I probably—no offense to you or Iowa everywhere—I probably wouldn't be talking here right now. <laughs> now you'd be shooting threes in the league, and I'd be like, man. Be fun to do a podcast with him someday. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. It was a ride. I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh boy, um, this is uh its just gonna be a whole conglomerate of of different topics this episode because it's kind of a slow time for basketball. But uh, Clark, Caitlin Clark, she passed Ashley Jones uh, the other day when in Wells Fargo to go ninth all time scoring. I think she averages like twenty four a game the rest of the way. 
she'll get the record. Um, and then if she comes back, it's going to be completely unattainable, like forever, I think. Um, do you think there's any chance old Caitlin Clark comes back? Because I have, I have some thoughts on that, but I want to hear yours. Yes, this is this is interesting time because if you would have asked me before the year, I would have said she would be dumb not to. Why would she leave? Uh huh. Now I'm kind of thinking she's at such a level, right, mm-hmm. in basketball, where it's almost like she should go and take a next step or it would be detrimental to the women's professional game. Yeah. Did you see that she got, sorry not to cut you off. Did she, she got voted uh, in, as one of the top 25 sports personalities on the planet. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That includes everyone yeah. in sports. All right, I don't, continue. Yeah. No, that, that, cause that's a great point to add because of how popular she's gotten. It's almost like she ha- she I think she needs to go play professionally at sure. that level because I mean I you can argue too well if she stays in another year it's not going to make a difference right I would say if she goes and play professionally that excels that game because right now she's not she's helping women's ba- college basketball right Mm-hmm. People are getting to the games, attracting to college basketball. People are going to want to see her play. They're selling out arenas. I mean, just like that Wells Fargo this last weekend, absurd how many people went. Yep. But that's not doing anything yet for the professional game, which is going to be probably her home for the next 10 to 15 years, right? Yep. Indiana, number one pick. She could stay in the Midwest. Right. So I would – I mean, part of me – now I'm saying, well, she's at such a high level. She has a little endorsement deal. She's going to be making money outside of college basketball already. It's not going to matter. I was not pay- paying her anything. Right. But she does have notoriety in the state, so you have to say that on that side. But, I mean, I, like I said, I think I would argue now that she – I would be shocked if she stays now because of how popular she's gotten. Yeah. So if you would have asked me beginning of the season, I would have said – I think she's going to come back because I was I was thinking like when you're a massive college star, re, I think the regional poll and like the notoriety you get because of being such a phenom at a college level is bigger than when you go pro. But now, like you said, I think she's gotten so big, so popular, so global uh, that I don't I think if she I think she's still gonna have the same pull and same following even if she goes pro. She's gonna bring the Iowa fans with her. They're gonna follow the Indiana if she if she plays at Indiana, they'll follow her there, they'll follow their team because of her. And I think she's so big. I like it isn't just college anymore that's helping her. She's just massive. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the point I wanted I I'm kind of arguing too, because it's like I mean, what more does she have to do in college, right? She has yeah. the notoriety. She, yeah, she could probably get bigger, but she's going to get bigger playing professionally, to be honest. Yeah. Which is crazy to say because they're not on TV as much as Iowa Women's probably is. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. close to being the same, but she she's in a position to change. When, when you're in a position to change a sport, which she will on the women's professional level, 
I that's what that's what's starting to make me think. What more does she have to do at the college level? Right. Yeah. And imagine if like now she's on a team that has legit post players, other legit. I mean, I'm not like Kate Martin, Gabby Marshall. They're really good. Iowa has a good team. But when you're playing with all pros as your teammates, the floor is going to be spaced more. She's going to get better looks, better driving lanes to the basket. I mean, I'm not saying she's going to average 30 in the NBA, but I don't think it or WNBA, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because the game's going to open so much more to her. I'm curious to see how that transition is for her because I don't watch any WNBA, yeah. but I'm curious to see how she stacks up against, you know, the Kelsey Plums or, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably, that's all, all I've got known. In the <laughs> well, you got Elena Deladon, but she's a post player. It's Diggins uh, still. Uh, Skyler. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch a ton of it either. Yeah. Okay. I think, and I don't think like Sue Bird and Tarazi, I don't know if they're still playing or not. All those legends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's. I think, I have a feeling she'll be good regardless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going to be great. Oh, man. Well, it bums me out. I, I will say you said I don't know what else she can do in college. I was thinking, well, a title would be nice. Um, it does bum me out because, and there, I mean, who knows? Caitlin could just go straight MJ, LeBron mode, whatever it is, throw the team on her back. But I just don't know if we have the games I have watched of the Iowa women. I just don't know if our post play is good enough to to make a run at the title because in women's basketball, post players are still a massive deal, like a good traditional 6'4", six, 6'5", six, stud post player. It's not like the men's game where 6'8", athletic wings can can overcome post players and stuff like. And I just don't know if we have if we have what it takes down low to do what we did last year, make the title run. Shinano was Shinano's third all time in scoring like people forget that <laughs> and and her and caitlin were teammates like that's a big loss so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens yeah i still haven't watched too much of the games like I've, I've, I've watched a few of them i mean my, just from the little i watched it's almost like she has more of a risk which is crazy to say she has more of a responsibility this year yeah um, i would agree so i mean we're, i guess we're just gonna have to see how that stacks up postseason play but now, when you have a player that handles that much of a burden, it gets me worried of a long not being able to accomplish a long run because that can mm-hmm. only get you get you so far. Obviously, she already got them to the final four, but you look at the teammates she had around her. Yep. She's had some pretty pretty damn good teammates around oh, her yeah. through the years. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um Iowa has some has an amazing recruiting class coming in next year and also has signed some good players for the 2020 five class also chad greenway's daughter is an absolute beast she 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 has not committed but i mean people are thinking she's going to come to iowa so caitlin's effect i mean bluter had some great teams before caitlin but her effect you're seeing it in recruiting and i hope iowa women continue to be awesome in the future because of what caitlin and monica and megan built here and what lisa's built over the years um with Jan by her side, you know, they're just seem like an amazing tandem one, two for coaches. Hopefully it trickles down because we have a really good recruiting class coming in. So hopefully the Hawk women stay awesome and, and uh, we can keep watching a win for years to come. That'd be fun. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Hawks men's basketball. They smoked Florida A&M. No surprise. They were 20, I don't know, eight point favorites, something like that. Um, I watched a little bit of it, but it was at the same time as the Purdue Arizona game, which I was watching. Um, felt kind of like a bad fan choosing Purdue Arizona over the Iowa game, but <laughs> I did too. Um, it's, I mean, Iowa played great. The team wasn't very good. They Florida A and M went and got rolled. The, I think it was the next night they stayed overnight. The next night they went and got rolled by Iowa State by yeah. forty. <laughs> Tough road trip for them, but no, nothing like uh, getting a thirty-piece McNugget meal by Iowa than going get a forty-piece McNugget meal. <laughs> yeah. by Iowa State back-to-back nights. They got to be full. <laughs> they got to be stuffed. Hopefully, hopefully at least they went and got a good meal in Des Moines after the <laughs> Iowa game. <laughs> um the players are like no no more no more we're, we're, we're done <laughs> <laughs> and then i think it's tonight uh no it's tomorrow night iowa plays umbc maryland baltimore county um i wanted to ask you what's it is a game like this after iowa's had some tough losses do some of these games like this provide like a good unity building continuity type games you find you get back on track you get some confidence back or are you thinking like, well, we did just lose to a lot of the best teams we play. These are crappy teams. We're supposed to beat them. Or can these games truly have a positive effect on a team? Brutally honest. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> no. All right. I, mean, I If you would have asked me freshman year in college or even maybe even early junior year, I would have said yes. Okay. But after being there for six years and played the most games ever in, in college basketball men's jersey, mm-hmm. I don't have that same opinion anymore. I think bad habits are shown in these games. Okay. They're shown in big-time games, too. They're very, very known. Bad habits come out. But for teams that are, I don't want to use mediocre, but for teams that are average which sure. i was on an average pace this year yeah i would yes it could be a pick me up it could go, it, don't get me wrong there's obsession exceptions it could work both ways i would argue now that i'm sitting here and been through it that these games really don't help much okay okay there you heard it iowa fans don't get excited <laughs> well i mean there there is a fine line too like yeah, you get guys that are not playing much to get a feel under the game. They start getting a feel to play it against other competition. But now, like, after I've played, after that kind of junior year opinion I probably would have had. Sure. You're playing practice against guys that are better than these guys that are you're playing against. Like, what's the Oh, difference? that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, what, what do you, yeah, that's yeah a great you're playing point. against other people, but you're, the guys, the guys suck. Sorry, I'm, a, I'm the first one to say it. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like your teammates who you're practicing against are way better in Florida A&M. When, when you're playing five on yeah. five against your own team and those backup five could beat the starters of the team you're playing, yeah, that's, yeah, I would argue there's really nothing being accomplished here. That's a great point. All right, well, uh, probably going to be another win for the Hawks against UMBC, and we'll see how they do 
after the break uh, come Big Ten play. I do have – I'm in a text thread. It's me and three other friends. Two of us are Hawk fans. Two are Nebraska fans. And Ew. we made a bet. Yeah, gross, Nebraska. And we made a bet – by the way, Nebraska fans losing their minds over Dylan Rayola committing there. Like, <laughs> before we crown him as the next Patrick Mahomes, can we let the kid play a season? Good grief! Nebraska fans are they're a wild breed to me. Jeez, I hope, I hope, I hope uh, next year Phil Parker just eats that kid alive as a true freshman. <laughs> but anyway, I regress. Um, so we have a bet that uh, if Nebraska finishes higher than Iowa or Iowa finishes higher than Nebraska in the big 10 standings. We go to Des Moines to a restaurant called the big steer where they have a massive tomahawk ribeye and the losers have to buy the winners, a tomahawk ribeye meal. And I was very confident when I made that bet and I'm not feeling great about it now. (laughs) So I just, I at least need Iowa to finish higher than Nebraska. Nebraska looks kind of, they've looked decent lately. Oh, they looked really good. Yeah, I'm They're not nine, nine and two now. They just beat not Kansas State. Yep. Uh, oh boy, that's gonna be a hefty. They, they've beaten loss. Kansas State and Michigan State. It's been back to back, I think. Yep. Yeah, and Tomanaga, that guy. Gosh, he's a shifty little fella. He's hitting threes, and they're looking pretty good. Fred had, you know, he has a couple good recruits. He's got more coming in. <sighs> I just really, I don't want to buy a Nebraska fan like a prime time cut of meat. I don't but, know if you're going to win that bet this year, man. I hate I'm, to break it to you. I'm not feeling great about it, but that's all right. It gives me some excitement for the season, even if they're not playing great, to, to cheer for something. So um, the future of Owen Freeman. He just won his fourth Big Ten Freshman of the Week honor. What do you uh, what do you think the future looks like for this guy? He's he's pretty darn good. Oh, it's very, very bright for him in Iowa City. I think – what Fran has done has been huge for this kid for the coming years. He has placed him in the starting lineup and has made him he I think he already had confidence coming in. I don't want to say that it brought him confidence, but mm-hmm. when you're able to have a freshman come in and play a lot of minutes, meaningful minutes, that is only going to trigger more of an explosion for the guy in the coming weeks, in the coming months, in the coming years because of the experience he's getting right now. Because you can say it all you want. The game, people, the game's the game's different the first four minutes of the game. Sure. When you're able to experience the first four minutes of a Division One high-level basketball game, it's a little different feel. And he's been able to experience that. He's been able to experience big-time games already. Being able to experience losses, being able to experience wins, and he's played really, really well in all the all in between. And I think he has the heart, he has the passion, and he has the enthusiasm to be great. And not a lot of players have that. They have the talent, but they they're not enthusiastic enough. They don't work hard enough. They don't have the passion enough to excel continuously at that level. So I think he definitely has that based off what I've been seeing. Um and it's only been it's only going to pay pay huge dividends for him and Iowa in the future because of what Fran has been able to do with him early on in the season. Yeah, yeah, he's I th- I think he's going to be a special player. That was uh, is very well said. Um, speaking of Fran, you were posed this question on Twitter. Someone said with I think they said with the being Patrick's senior year, 
Jack has said he's not coming to Iowa. Um, someone asked you if they think this is Fran's final season. I will say with the recruiting class, the current freshman, those four, that was his best recruiting class he's had since. Uh, I don't know how, how when. I saw a ranking listing, but I can't remember what it was. He's got a really good class coming in next year. Two top 100 recruits, I think. Um, I feel like that'd be hard to walk away from, but he asked you the question. So why don't you give this man an answer? Great question. I told him, I told everyone that we were going to talk about this this week, and here we are. This is a tough question because of there's a lot of variables at play, right? And anytime there's a lot of variables, it makes it very, very hard to see what might happen. What I see is a guy that has given this university every single thing he could have to change it around to a big time program like Fran has done. And he's done exactly that. People can argue all they want about postseason play and not excelling. It's really, 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 really hard to win in the postseason. I don't care what people's expectations are. It's all about matchups. It's all about feel. It's all about you know how the team's playing at the time of the year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's been able to change his program around and take it to strides and take it to further expectations that Iowa fans haven't experienced in a long time. So to that, I credit the hell of him for what he's been able to do. And it's been a test to the players he's brought in. I mean, we talked about Keegan. We talked about, we, you know, we talked about Luca, talked about the classes he's bringing in. He's, he's developed a lot of great talent. Now to the question is, I wouldn't be shocked if this is his last year because of the lot of variables that has been at play in, in the recent years. Patrick is ultimately probably going to be his last year here. Mm-hmm. I was shocked, and we talked about this beforehand. Um, I was shocked he didn't take the Notre Dame job or go after the Notre Dame job as hard as he did the previous year mm-hmm. because of his history and his ties to Notre Dame. I was shocked when I came to Iowa my freshman year that he didn't take the Pittsburgh job when it opened up. And we all thought, our whole class thought he was leaving just because of you know, previous ties to the East Coast. You know, he's from around that area. He was going to take the Pittsburgh job. I think Temple opened up too. Temple was another one that, you know, we thought he was going to take or go after. Yep. He's an East Coast guy. Yeah, he's an East Coast guy. So what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is if there is, I wouldn't say it. It's hard, dude. It's hard to make predictions. But my prediction is I would... This is going to go crazy on social media for whatever I say. I'm not sure. I'm writing down timestamps to share this (laughs) clip. Unless you don't want me to. I I think this is his last year. Okay. Now, Connor's probably going to text me and say, dude, shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) We'll discuss off air if we should put that on social media or not. (laughs) Oh, man. Well. uh, Either or. Either or. Sorry to interrupt you. No, either good, or no matter if it is or isn't just appreciate the guy he, he's you know there's always flaws in people i don't i think he's one guy that there's not a lot of flaws in. he's been able to do a lot a lot of great things the McCaffrey yeah. family have been able to do a lot of great things for the community um yes there's been rough patches yes there's been issues you know here or there but at the end of the day 
when you're able to have a character like he ha- has been for the university and knowing the shit show of coaches that are out there yep in college basketball and he's one of the good he, he's definitely on the good side and the good side is very very minimal very yep. minimal uh you were just a young pup but i was in college and before he came i sat down to watch io games 100% knowing we were likely going to lose with freaking Todd Licklider. Uh So it's been nice, and I've had my gripes about Fran. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you played on some loaded teams that I definitely thought were Final Four caliber. But uh, it's been nice to sit down and say, hey, man, if we do this, this, and this, I think we can win this one. And we've won some huge games. And, uh, boy, let's not forget, for the love of God, Let's not forget Todd Licklider. Those years were bad. So bad. Well, I think you just get, uh, I guess the word spoiled. Some fans get spoiled sometimes when they have good things happen to them, their yeah. team for years on end, which Iowa has. You know, we've won a Big Ten title game. We've made postseason play. We've gotten accustomed to just, you know, making an NCAA tournament. Now, because Fran has taken that team there, They've excelled expectations to let's get to the second weekend. And that year, the team that we're talking about that we lost to Oregon, that was a team we, ex- we, you know, he brought in some great talent. We had some great players. And we, we, we got two seed in the NCAA tournament. We, we got to our expectation. Then people wanted more. We had a final four team. You know, we had an opportunity to win the national title. That's just what happens in fandom. You know, mm-hmm. that's what makes college sports great also, but there's also a downside to it where, you know, and I, it, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to win games in postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good of a team you are. It's really, really freaking hard to win games. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, how many times did Duke lose as a two seed first, second round, three seed, second round? I mean, Matt Painter <laughs> really hasn't been that much more successful than Fran, honestly. And look at the teams he's had. It's yeah. So like you said, it's tough. So we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Time will tell. I mean, even Purdue, just look at the last few years. Mm-hmm. Imagine that happened in Iowa City. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, quick Iowa State. They destroyed Florida A&M the night after we did. They have Eastern Illinois on Thursday. Eastern Illinois was the biggest upset like point-wise or something like in basketball history last year where they beat the Hawks. And then Iowa got it together after that, went on a nice little run, made the tournament. Um, probably a couple wins there. Well, one was probably another win for Iowa State coming up. They're looking really good, um, getting some votes in the AP to be ranked. Uh, I want to ask you about this quick before I share my ag minute with you. Iowa State forced 17 turnovers <laughs> the other day at the time when they did a sideline interview with TJ. <laughs> and he, like, screams at the sideline reporter. We need to be more defensive intent. We need to have more defensive intensity. We're not doing enough. This and that freaking out. Do coaches sometimes just not when their team's playing well and they're killing someone, do they not know what to say? So they just randomly do this because TJ, what are we doing? (laughs) Coaches are going to coach, man. They're going to find every, every possible way to make it not seem like a good night. But they're going to go back to the locker room and, and tell the players how how hell of a night it was. Yeah. But in the media, 
there's never there's never a good side. Oh, I love that. I had to I had to laugh when I saw that clip. Gosh, that was funny. So they're just playing. They they have a really solid. Whew, Big twelve good. is a Big Twelve is a gauntlet this year. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah, we're gonna. Six, I'm gonna be watching a lot of Big Twelve games. That's gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, they have six teams in top twenty. Yep, like, absurd. All right, before we do a little national landscape talk, I want to get to a football thing. Um, if there's time, a quick Christmas thing to end it. But uh, golly, there's just so much to talk about when you and me are together. <laughs> so I should stop wasting our time. All right, our ag minute. Terraplex Ag is a big sponsor of this show. They're going to sponsor this Ag Minute. Um, check them out. They specialize in drones. And, you know, drones are great for today's modern era of farming with applying seed or fertilizer to your field, getting good aerial footage. Um, so check out Terraplex Ag. They can help you out with so much on your farm via their drones. Great company, great people. We love their support. Check them out. That is Terraplex Ag. All right. The Ag Minute. If you can see my face, it's very red and windburnt because I was outside all day yesterday on the farm working cattle. And we were green tag sh- giving uh, green tag shots to our cows, which is when I go to sell them and they're listed as green tag certified, that means they've had all their wormers, shots to, to hopefully keep them healthy and not get them sick. And uh, it's like the top of the line round of shots you can give your cattle. So they'll sell really good at the sale barn. So I was doing all that. Well, in the process of doing that, when you run the bulls through, you got to cut their nuts off. You got to castrate them. So yesterday was green tag and castration day. So to our loyal group of Iowa everywhere listeners out there, if anyone would like the delicacy of Rocky Mountain oysters for their family Christmas, I have a bucket full of bull nuts. I can meet you halfway. I can deliver them to you. Uh, we can take a picture together and put it on Iowa River of the bull nut exchange. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. It was a heck of a day on the farm yesterday. I have a, oh, I took a picture. I'm going to send it to you while we're talking. I took a picture of a pile of nuts laying on the ground before I picked them up. Uh, they look kind of like um, uncooked crab rangoons. Oh, so that's what I did yesterday on the farm was give green tank shots to the cows. I just texted you. And, Someone uh, please take up your offer because I want to see the exchange of bull nuts. Yeah, we used to. There's a local dive bar in Elta. I used to take them in there and the girl who was the bartender would clean them all. And then they'd have a big uh, fried Rocky Mountain oyster feed. But she doesn't work there anymore. And the guy who owns it doesn't want to do it. So normally I just throw them in the ditch and raccoons and skunks and stuff come eat them. But I currently have them in a bucket. If someone wants to reach out, I you can have get to like to freeze them. Like how does it, I've never had bold nuts before. No. So you clean them, you cut the skin off and there's kind of slimy. You got to clean them and then you just wash them and then you just season them, oh. bread them fry them up. They're a lot bigger in person than that picture I sent you, but um, it gives you kind of an idea of that's a, that's only like a third of the nuts that are scattered about. <laughs> Wow. So the isn't it like don't, don't, isn't it like really I feel like I've read about this before. Isn't it like the bulls like go crazy like when you cut some they do. have to, right? Some like they're they beller like that. Um some just kind of stand there and take it. The vet will he'll get behind him. My dad will hold the tail up because when you hold the tail up that like controls them so they don't kick. 
The vet crouches down behind him. There's a, like a little the sack. He cuts the sack off with a knife so he can get at the nuts. And then he's got this drill attachment that he puts it on the nuts. And then he just uh, twi- he just screws the the drill and it just twists them off. And it's a lot better than how he used to cut them. It goes faster. So he does that and then they don't bleed as bad. But then for the next few days, the cat will go from very lively to very docile for a few days, walking around kind of half-hunched, sad that they lost their manhood. But you can't have them in there breeding their sister, so you got to do it. Isn't it? I thought they'd be kind of a little bigger. Is that weird to say? (laughs) No. Well, if we took them off a full-size bull, they would be a lot bigger. But at that at that age, still small because they're uh, they're like eight months old right now. The majority of them, and a bull is about uh, seventeen to eighteen months old. Eight eighteen to twenty months old when they can start breeding. So that's basically a whole another year to get bigger and have their sack grow. Can but, I, I? I think I can share this. <laughs> you should. Um, but yeah, so that's what we did. Um, it's always a exhausting long day, but it's necessary, um, and get that green tag on them calves. So they sell good at the sale barn. That is your uh, egg minute sponsored by Terror Plex egg. I'm just shocked. I, I I guess I've seen it before, but I I honestly thought they'd be a little bigger. (laughs) Well, Oh, there it is. I can add this picture in. Oh, there they are for everyone watching. There's the picture I sent Jaybo. There's a pile of bull nuts scattered about. There's what about forty in that picture? So that's about 20, 20 bulls worth. And now they're officially well, steers because they hope have no more nuts. I hope if it's forty, there there it is twenty bulls. Unless <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So it is. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! Then now they are officially steers. They're a bull until they lose their their reproductive organs, and now they are officially steers. Huh? That's so, fascinating to me, though. There you have it. Next year, you're coming out taking part. My dad did mention that uh, it's it's hard work. He's getting a little older. It might be nice to have a third guy helping us. So bring me in, <laughs> Jaybo. You're up, buddy. Bring me in. Tap me in. If you need a <laughs> sub? I'll sub in. Oh man. All right. Oh my gosh, we have at least like five to ten more minutes of stuff to talk about, and we're up against the clock. We'll go fast. Uh, national landscape. Last week was crazy one for basketball. Good week for the Big Ten. Ohio State goes to UCLA, gets a win. Michigan State absolutely boat races Baylor. Holy cow. Purdue beat Arizona in a game that was close for a while, but Purdue... I don't know, 10 minutes into the game on, pretty much had the game in control. Second half, there was a couple times where it got tight, but Purdue, they just they just don't give in. I mean, in Creighton, they're not looking as strong as they did. They're squeaking out wins left and right. If their three-point shooting isn't on, yikes, that's a struggle. Uh, UConn, to me, they're probably the best team in the country right now, in my opinion. Um, boy, they're looking sharp. Kansas, um, preseason, we were thinking – Top dog, heavy favorite. I'm not so sure anymore. Maybe they'll, because of transfers and stuff like that, just need a little more time to gel for the end of the year. But it's it's been a wild, a wild college basketball season so far. Yeah, all those teams. Yes, it, it's funny because I had this conversation the other day. I think since the, the the season is so wide open, it plays a hand into being a favor for the blue bloods. So the mm-hmm. teams 
I think, you know, Kansas will make a run. Um, I, I made this wild take the other day. I said, I think Michigan State has a chance. They If they get things together, they can make a run. And people oh, no are going crazy. Their roster's but loaded. They're, they have a loaded roster. They, and they were preseason. I know preseason rankings don't matter. But they have a really solid team. And it, we yes. know Izzo... Izzo and we can't say March because he doesn't he doesn't do well at March. It's you know, sometimes, <laughs> but um, they have a really good team to make a run this year. I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan State makes a run. No, yeah, um, you're right. Baylor, I wasn't so sure on Baylor, and they made that known when they played Michigan State um, that they they haven't really played anyone this year. I think Houston can make a run. Arizona, yeah. I think, is still really solid. They play Purdue. Who Purdue is going to be, you know, making a, a run in my opinion too. So. UConn is, is arguably going to run run through the Big East, so I don't even think that's yeah. going to be an issue for um, – I mean, Marquette – it's going to be Marquette-UConn. I do love Marquette. I do love Marquette. Marquette-UConn is going to be must-see TV to me. Mm-hmm. It's such a contrast. Awesome front court versus awesome back court. Yep, yep. Marquette has some really solid uh, players this year. I think UConn – runs away with the Big East again and they make a shot at, you know, going back to back because their their team this year is just loaded again. They just have re- really, really solid players again yep. and a really well coached team. They so even lost. Sure. Nope, sorry, buddy. No, you're good. Go ahead. They even lost uh all American freshman. He was averaging fifteen a game. Granted they hadn't really played anybody, but he's done for the season and they're just plug and play. They're like the blue blood, in my opinion. They've won five titles since '99. Yep, yep. So, man, it's I. I my preseason final four was Michigan State, Creighton, Marquette, Kansas. Not feeling so great about Creighton anymore. Um, I am dying on the Michigan State hill. My friends are absolutely destroying me, saying what a idiot I am for thinking that they can make a run. But don't count out Izzo late in the season when he's had. His guys finally gelled and together. They had two stud freshmen that came in. They returned some good veterans. Walker's a good guard. Like they'll be all right, in my opinion. Yep. I got Michigan State, Kansas, Purdue, and I'm going to give you a little shocked one here. Oh, here we Colorado go. Colorado State. Those are my four. Ooh, Colorado State. Oh, you got to have a Cinderella. They're not really a Cinderella, but. No, but they are playing great. They're playing yeah. great ball. Yeah, it's uh, not a lot of not a, well. I guess tomorrow night actually a pretty good slate of college basketball. After that, it's a kind of boring until after the break. But you know, college kids got to get home and have time with the family too. So some quick football talk here. The man who never gives compliments called Cooper DeGene a modern day Niall Kinnick. Talk about a compliment. What do you think about that? Is that not the highest compliment you can get? Phil Parker doesn't give praise. He purposely forgets people's names to motivate yeah. them. And he calls yeah. you Niall Kinnick? Yeah. That, that it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Yep. Niall Kinnick? You're talking about the guy that the stadium is named after. Yep. That was wild. Yeah. I don't even have words. I can't even. I can't even, words. I can't even formulate a sentence to explain. <laughs> um, that is quite the praise. He's earned it. Don't get me wrong. Oh my gosh, has he ever? Yeah, him and him, Castro and Higgins all said that they're having a really hard time making a decision on what to do, and they don't want to. 
they some Higgins said he wanted to figure it out before the bowl game, but he's not worried if he doesn't because he wants to take all the time he needs to figure out their future. Um, if all three of them came back, I might pass out and faint from excitement, much like I did when you hit the three against Indiana. Um, it's who knows. We will see. It is Will Compton yesterday just blew up on social media because Richard Mendenhall said white people should not be talking about football. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw that. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> and so Compton, in only true Will Compton fashion, gets on and does his makes his all white team. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about the all white team was loaded with hawks. It was hilarious. Um, and uh, tight ends, Josie Jewel linebacker. And he said, he said we're going to be hurting in the backfield. We don't or in the in the secondary. <laughs> we don't got a lot of guys in the secondary, but we do got we do got that one guy from Iowa. I think the only white corner in the league right now, Riley Moss. He said, I think they got a stud who's playing there right now. We might have to call him up to the big leagues for this game. And he's shouting out Riley Moss and Cooper for the two white corners we need, which is next year. There's going to be two white corners in the NFL, and they're both going to be Iowa players, mm. which is amazing. Yeah, uh, but that was that was funny. So shout out Cooper. High praise. Uh, it's just crazy that he's from a puny little farming community that's half the size of the puny little farming community I live in just down the road from me. It's just insane to have someone like that come from there. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Shout out, Coop. Yep. Mad respect. I know we talked about him before. Mad respect for the kid. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we went a little long, but there was just so much to talk about. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful christmas coming up here in a few days buddy do you guys have like a staple food you do or uh like a tradition food wise or is it just whatever you're feeling like that day no it's normally the same food as around kind of similar to thanksgiving right um again my grandma's dumplings we force her to bring them we don't really force her because it's been in the recipe since her you know grandparents came over from Mm. um europe so it is I can't explain to you what they are. That sounds so good. Though. You, they're just, they're phenomenal. They're I love dumplings. Yeah. They're <sighs> so good. It's not like they, they're dumplings, but like, it's hard to next explain. Christmas, I don't know. Next Christmas, I might be in the Cedar Rapids area. I'll stop. Yeah. By. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's worth, it's, it's worth to stop by. So grandma's dumplings. I love it. And hopefully all the brothers and parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, everyone get together. Yep, we're getting together. Um, we've decided recently just because of you know, our family's been growing like crazy. Yep. Um, we don't we don't do any our mom's not happy about it, but we don't do gifts between the brothers anymore. We just do everything towards I mean we talked about this last show, we just do yep. everything towards the, the kids. So that's we how we do it the, too. Yeah, spoil the crap out of them. That's the way to go. We don't uh we usually just do like snacks, maybe throw together a soup. I might make my chili. Uh, my mom makes this thing called hamburger dip that I freaking love. We're going to do that. Smokies, relish tray so you don't feel super fat, so you feel like a little healthy. Mm. Uh, but I can't wait to be together with the niece and nephew, my sister and her fam. Going to be a great time. I love Christmas so much. Uh, it's supposed to be 48 and rainy. We're supposed to get two and a half inches of rain, in the and it's going to be in the 40s. <laughs> Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, day after Christmas here. And I tell you what. I'm not sure how my mentals are going to be if that happens. I hate December rain almost as much as I hate the devil. Well, why don't we put some good vibes going and say it's going to get really cold and the snow is going to fall instead. Oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. I would cry. That'd be so amazing. And then everything melts the day after. Golly. All right. Um, I was going to ask you another question, but 
we've gone too long. I shouldn't. I'll save it for the day after Christmas when we chat then. Yes. And those wondering, we are planning to do the show on Tuesday, right? Yes, sir. The Tuesday, the day after Christmas, when you're all chubby and full of food, tune in and listen to Making Mems. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know where you can listen to us? Uh, On Twitter, you can watch. Also, YouTube. Or if you are more of the podcast listener, hop on Apple, Spotify. You can find us there. Also, we post a bunch of clips and videos and all of the Iowa ever personalities, all of us, we like to share stuff on Twitter and try to be funny and Instagram and Facebook, pretty much every social media thing out there. Search for Iowa everywhere. You will find us. We are there. And also got to mention the Iowa event center is a sponsor of Iowa everywhere. We love them. They are fantastic. They have some shows coming up here. They have, by the way, Monday night raw was last night in Des Moines, Saw that Williams and Van Winkle were there. Hope it was a good time. Uh, Disturbed is coming up January 25th. If you want to get a little crazy, you can go see them. Cat Williams coming up May 10th. Cody Johnson, May 17th. Good old country boy. Um, April 3rd, if you want to get a little emo and remember what college was like for us millennials, Fallout Boy. Mm. Or if you're like me, the only one I personally want to see that I'm losing my mind about is next December. When Sebastian Maniscalco comes and I'm going to do everything in my power to try to somehow get a video and an interview with him and go to that show. And if that happens, take me the next day, Lord, I can die a happy man. <laughs> they got some just great talent coming in. Yeah. Iowa event center, man. Uh, it's absolute top notch. One of the best venues in America period for stuff with what they can do there for sports concerts, everything great place. All right. We made some memes. We had some fun, didn't we, pal? Just the game get the 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 name gets me every time. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yes, Just sir. like when you call me lovely to start. We yep. end on we we end on a great note, we start on a great note. Well, that's the way to be. No matter what's going on with sports and other things in life, choose joy, choose to be happy. It is the season of joy. Uh the birth of our savior. Um, so enjoy Christmas, uh, have a great time with family, food, everyone travel safely, pay attention to the roadways out there, um, and make sure to listen to all the Iowa Everywhere shows while you're traveling. Um, try to time the cuss words and beep them out if kids are in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. J-Bo, you're the man. Uh, see you next Tuesday on here. I'm sure we'll talk in between, pal. Yes, sir. All right. See you, buddy. Iowa everywhere.